Would you please stand up? I just want to welcome our visitors. If you're here, we love you. And uh, we pray that God put in your heart that you come back because uh, I believe very firmly that everyone is seen by God and he knows you personally. And sometimes he stirs you up and you think it's your choice that he's walking inside of you and you are not even aware that he's God that tells you that church there, go be part of it. And you think, what I'm thinking, let me think. No, he's God that is walking in you every single day of your life if you get to know him. And it's the best thing in life to get to know God. When you know him, things begin to work for you. Sometimes things that you don't like, but he allows it because he has a greater purpose for you. And when it's all over, you'll be smiling. All right? Let's say these words. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. That scripture, please be seated. Uh, that scripture from Isaiah 54 and 5. Today, I'm speaking on favor. Title, highly favored. Highly favored. Now, I'm going to start with this. Roslyn, it's good to see you back. <laughs> um, highly favored. When I was young, and I was reading the scriptures, and I saw the story of Mary, when Angel Gabriel came to her, and said, you are highly favored. Oh, I wish I were Mary. So I can hear those words, that I'm highly favored by God. Wow. God. Wouldn't you like that? An angel tell you, you are highly favored by God? That's what she heard. And I thought to myself, I, I wish I can hear that for me. You know, in the way God does these things, I'm truly amazed. Millions of people in the world, but God will choose to work with somebody and picks you up to be the favored one for him. If you look at the life of Noah, a lot of people were in the world. Things were happening just like it's happening today. In the world, people were doing all kinds of things, wicked things, before God. But then it says in the scripture that God found grace. Let me read the scripture. Then the Lord, Genesis 6, 5, and 8, 5 through 8. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart, everything man was thinking at that time, was only evil continually. And that's what we see in the world today. People, they're, turning, they're trying to change things. And they use, just like we heard in Sunday school, they use all kinds of words to try to change what's going on in the world. To change people's minds. And these are plans. They sit and they have a meeting. How are we going to change people's lives? And then they put out the words. And the words are powerful. They seem like there's no big deal to it. But words are so powerful. And as the people hear it, they begin to line up with it. And so... Everybody in that time, their thoughts, thoughts of their heart, coming from their heart, was evil continually. And the Lord 
was sorry. I mean, think about it. God who created man was sorry that he had made man on the earth. That's serious. Basically, God was saying, I shouldn't have done that. We're glad that we are still here. Amen? And you know why? Because he had from eternity those that have found grace in his sight. And that's you. That's you. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast. Creeping things. I like the word creeping things. The devil is a creep. Amen. Can I hear a bigger amen? The devil is a creep. And that's who he is. So he will destroy creeping things. And that's where I take that from where you know, God says, I have dominion over every creeping thing. I say, well, that's the devil. I have dominion over the devil. Birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I have made, man, uh, made them everything. Just because of the sins of man. God says, birds, everything, I just want to destroy them. But then he says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace is the same thing as favor. He found favor. What did he do? He was just like everybody else. God has already declared that everybody on the earth, their thoughts were evil continually, right? But he found grace. And you don't understand that God found grace. God, you found grace in God's sight. That's why you can hear his word and understand it. You have found the grace of God in your life. Because God looked down, and I'm going to show you from, show you from the word of God today. We have time. God looked down and he said, that one is like Noah to me. You found grace. You are not in church because you want to. That's because you have found grace and the grace is operating in your life. That grace of God is what makes you wake up while others want to rest, but you want to be in church, you want to serve your God, you are looking for God. It's not your doing. It's because you have found grace in the sight of God. You found it. Nobody has to give it to you. You have found it. And when you find grace in the sight of God, He stays with you until eternity. He stays with you on earth. Noah was in perfect even after he found grace. He came out of the Lord. My, my wife talked, dealt with that the last time. But you see what, what happened to Noah. He, he drank. But the grace of God was still on him. Amen. Because when you have found grace in the sight of God, no matter what's going, in or going on in your life, whether you are in a tough situation, grace has no place. He finds you where you are and changes situation over time in your life just because you have found grace in God's sight. I'm amazed at the time of Abraham. Abraham, his father, they were in one place. But God, Abraham found grace. And favor with God. He was not different from the rest of them. He was not different from Lot. But God says, I like that one. And God is saying to you today, I like that one. <laughs> he loves you. And so God picked Abraham and decided, that one I want to deal with. Notice how God deals with Abraham. 
When Abraham was, Abraham decided, I'm going to pick my nephew, Lot, to be with me. But God just was quiet. He didn't say anything. But Abraham was the one that found favor. And as soon as Lot separated, God started speaking to Abraham. Because when you are selected by God to be his own, you have found favor in his sight. The only thing you need to do is, if your heart is at work in you, the best thing to do is, God, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior. He says, if you confess that with your mouth and you believe it in your heart, you're saved. Not everybody is able to do it. They heard the gospel. They don't want to hear it. I, I remember the story of a, a preacher. He said he was traveling and there was a ghastly uh, accident, really bad, and this young woman was dying. There was, no, there was no way she could live. She was unconscious, almost. And then he reached down to say, Lady, can you repeat these words with me? So you can go into eternity. Pray with me. Even if you can't say, agree with me. She was almost unconscious. You know what she did? She pushed his face away from her. She just pushed his face away from her. She didn't want to hear it. Even at the point. Do you know why? She hasn't found favor. She hasn't found favor. And even at the point of death, no way. But for somebody, even if they were not saved, and they have found favor with God, and I'm going to talk about this, you know, I'm bringing scriptures to show you that. When they have found favor with God, when they hear those words, immediately, okay, and silently, they go. I remember another story. T.L. Osborne said that story, and this man was dying. And the preacher told this man, listen, all you need to do is receive Christ. And he looked up. He was almost dying. What do I do? I said, just pray with me. Okay. And he prayed the prayer of salvation. And said, after that, I'm satisfied. He closed his eyes. That was the end of it. Two different stories. But you, you made yourself available and you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You think it's you. No. There was something that God had done in your life that made you to make that decision. Most people are not able to. And I pray that everyone that's hearing my voice this morning, you have heard his voice. And you received them. And now you carry on your head goodness and mercy. Not one day of your life, goodness and mercy shall follow you. How many days? All the days of your life. That's favor. That's favor. Everywhere you go, there is on your life goodness and mercy. God made that possible. Listen to this. When God was speaking to Abraham, who had found faith, uh, found grace in his sight, it says in uh, Genesis 15 verse 1, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid. Is it just for Abraham, as Paul said? It wasn't for Abraham alone. But those that have faith, just like Abraham, these things are for us. Can I hear an amen? These things are for us. Listen to what God says. I am your shield. Is God still our shield today? God said, I am your shield. This is amazing. If you receive the word of God, and God cannot lie, make that your portion. I am your shield 
and your exceedingly great reward. God is your reward himself. God himself, I am, when you find favor with him, he says, God says, I am your great reward. He's better than gold. He's better than a good new car. He's better than a Rolls Royce. God is not things. He is a person. And he's the greatest person in the world with so much power. He says, I am your reward. What did you do to get that reward? Hello? Just favor. Amen? It's upon your life. And this scripture was written down not just for Abraham, like Paul said. It wasn't for Abraham, but for us. In the New Testament. We found favor with God. Even when you don't find favor with man, it seems that way. But generally, when you find favor with man, (laughs) I mean with God, you find favor with man also. (laughs) Amen? But sometimes it doesn't look that way initially. I remember, and I put this down, the story of David. His father didn't think a thing about David. You go take care of the sheep and everything. And when then Samuel came into town looking for the one that had found favor with God, but with his father, he's not good enough. Even if they think you are not good enough, but when you have found favor with God, they will finally find out that you are the greatest among them because of the favor of God upon your life. Listen to this. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Samuel says, bring your sons. He left David out. Can you imagine? Samuel the prophet said, bring all your sons. He brought seven and left David out. But David was the one that had found favor. Listen to this. The Lord has, it says, and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen this. I mean, you can imagine the the prophet didn't know he had another son. He's thinking, did I miss God? What's happening here? Are these all your sons? Don't you have another one? Then he said there, and Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? He left one out. Can you imagine? He left one out. But that's the one that found favor with God. And then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there, there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him in, for we will not sit down. Hallelujah. Nobody can sit down till he comes here. Amen. They can't sit down. Not even the prophet can sit down. Because he is the one that found favor with God. Your enemies and those that speak against you, they will not sit down until you are there. And, and the blessings of God will be upon your life. They will only stand and watch what God is doing for you. We got to believe this. Because if you don't believe this, these things will not happen. God said it and we should believe. And all these things are written for us. For us. Not for them. God put this thing down so we who are in Christ will know that these blessings are for us. And the Bible tells us in Acts, he says, after Jesus rose from the dead, God sent him to bless you first. And that scripture is still with us today. Amen. I want to go to John chapter 6, verse 36. But I said to you 
that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Jesus speaking. They've seen God in human flesh. They've heard miracles. They still will not believe. All that the Father gives me. Listen, this is serious. All that the Father gives me will come to me. In the world. It's not our business to know whether they believe we preach the gospel. But everyone that the Father has handpicked for Jesus, Jesus said they will come to me. If you don't believe me, that's okay. But that those that have found favor, they're coming. They're coming. And guess who those are? Every one of us here this morning. I pray. Every single one of you. You're special. Think about it. If you find favor with the President of the United States and you can walk to talk to him, you tell everybody when you get back, I was with the President of the United States. This is the God of the whole world. And you can come to him anytime. Amen? That's favor. That's favor. And God loves you. Amen. (laughs) All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast away. You know why? Because he knew the Father was the one that sent him. To believe in him, he won't turn away from you. He will receive you. The point I'm making is, you are highly favored by God. Because he has picked you. Don't tell me, I don't understand it. This is the scriptures, you know. Don't ask me, why does he pick one person? I'm not God, I don't know, I can't answer you. (laughs) But this is what the scripture tells us. And we have to believe. You have to believe that God looked down on the earth and saw you to be so special. He says, I want that one. According to the scriptures. It's hard to understand. But you were highly favored. And that's why you believe. Let me give you another scripture here. In, In John chapter 6 verse 44. No one can come to me. Unless the Father who sent me draws him. Uh huh. You cannot. It's a hard thing, script, scripture to read, but this was from the mouth of Jesus. We cannot discount it, right? It's the truth. No one, you cannot make it on your own. It's not your doing. It's God speaking to you and telling you, I love you, you are special to me, and I want, I have a plan for your life, and I want you. And when that happens, and you hear the gospel, something clicks in your heart, and you decide, I'm going to follow him for the rest of my life. Why? Because you have found favor, and the favor is at work in your heart. It's at work. Another scripture. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking. It is written in the prophets, that's the Old Testament, that they shall all be taught of God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. So you must hear from the Father first and you go to Jesus according to the scriptures. It's the Father that chose you and spoke to you and decided this is the one I want you to go to Jesus. And then you think, I'm thinking it's my choice. I would just want to go. No. No. Not according to the scriptures. Right? Right? Not according to the words of Jesus. 
You think you're making the decision. Guess who is the making, making the decision? You heard God. That's the father of the Lord Jesus. You heard from him by his word in the Old Testament and the new, uh, the new gospel. And you say, wow, something clicks inside of me. I want to go to church. Amen? I want Jesus in my life. It's not your making. You have found favor in the sight of God. And the reward is incredible. When we get to heaven, that's the streets made of gold. And we struggle so hard to find gold so we can put in our ears and all of that. And over there, they drive over gold. And Jesus is gone all this time preparing a house for me. I can't wait. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So Jesus told us this. Everyone who hears from the Father comes to me. So if you have not heard from the Father, no matter how much they speak to you, they discount. So don't get discouraged when you are preaching. And somebody doesn't want to receive Christ. They may receive later, but that's not your business. It's the Father's business. You're giving them the Father's word. If they hear the Father's words, they'll come to Jesus. If they don't hear, they will never listen to you. They curse you out. But when you have, when they have found favor, they want to go with you to church. I had this guy when I was saved, Samuel. He, we're still in touch with each other. Uh, if you knew me then, I shouldn't be behind this pulpit. <laughs> okay. I was nuts, really crazy. Uh, we were with my brothers. We had money and we were spending, we had our own place, no supervision. We just were on our own, on our own teenagers. And we were acting up really bad, really bad. And then I started teaching and I met this guy. And he was always singing, I know that heaven is mine. I know that heaven is mine. I said to myself, how can a person know that? And the other teachers would say, get out of here. Heaven is for everybody. He says, that's your business. And they'll curse him out. And he, he still, he goes the next day. He goes, I know heaven is mine. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, I wish I knew heaven was mine. And he started asking me to come to church. I said, look, uh, his name is Samuel. There is no way I can be like you. <laughs> there is no way in this world I can be like you. He tried to call me to go to church. I make an excuse and not go. So one day I went with them, with him. That was the beginning. We knelt. I had read about speaking in tongues, but I had never seen anyone speak in tongues. And I knew Samuel's life was so special. And so when we got to church, in those days, when they get to church, they are real quiet. They won't talk to anybody. They just kneel down. And I was kneeling with them, and I heard somebody speak in tongues. I said, like, what? And I thought, Samuel is an apostle. He speaks in tongues. So I told myself, if I'm nice to Samuel, maybe God will bless me. So I will not refuse Samuel anytime he wants me to go to church because I'm following an apostle. And if I follow this apostle and I'm nice to him, God will bless me. I didn't know that I was getting saved. <laughs> I had no idea. And after a while, I was like Samuel. <laughs> we did the same thing. Listen to this. For This is Romans 8 verse 29. It says, for from the beginning, from the beginning, God decided that those who come to him and all along he knew who would. Can you see that? I know we want everybody to be saved, right? But God already knew from the beginning who is going to make it. 
It says, all along, he knew who, that's who, you, those who will. Should become like his son. And so that his son will be the first with many brothers and sisters. Fucking add that to that. And haven't chosen us. Can I hear an amen? I haven't chosen us. He called us to come to him. And when we came, he declared to us, not guilty. Not guilty. When we came, he declared to us, basically, even if we have sinned, we have found favor, as soon as we come, he, we came, he said, not guilty. So you shouldn't feel guilty. For Romans 8 says in verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that have come to the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no who walk after the spirit, but not after the flesh. Because you love spiritual things. And then, when I read in the scriptures, he's so amazing. He, God, Paul says in Romans 8, You are not in the flesh, therefore you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. We think we are in the flesh. No! When you have been born again, you are in the spirit. You can do spiritual things. And if you've never tried, why don't you try? You'll like it. And you go back to do it again. Not guilty. Filled us with Christ's goodness. Amen. And gave us right standing with him and promised us his glory. Can you imagine God's glory upon your life? Amen. You think, I'm going to get to heaven and then that's where the glory comes. No. It starts here. Amen. It starts here. And people can see you. And for some reason, they like you. In college, I had people of unbelievers. They just like me. And maybe because my name is Good Luck. I don't know. And they ask me, how did you get that name? And they want to talk to me. But as soon as I change the subject and talk about Jesus, I got to study. Sometimes they really listen and they follow. And they have problems, they come to me. I remember a Chinese fellow that came to me. He's, he, after arguments, he see me arguing with uh, my friends in school. But he has problems. And he knew I was always in my office about, you know, graduate and working on my PhD. I was always in my office about that five o'clock, and then he actually woke up and came to me at five, six in the morning. Nobody was there. And then he opened his heart. What was going on? And one day, the rest of them came, they were arguing with me, and he spoke back, and they, they said, are you also like good luck? He said, uh, you read, you're Christian now? He says, I'm investigating it. Amen. I thought to myself, if he's investigating it, he's going to find out. He's going to be a believer. Hallelujah. He's going to be a believer. Investigate all you want. But his heart had changed. He would never cause me. He respected me because of the gospel. His favor. Amen. And you carry favor also upon your life. Amen. Let me say this. How many are in Christ today? Can I show you? Can I see a show of hands? How many are in Christ? Listen to this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. You are different from the people of the world. You still look the same. If you are tall, you are still tall. If you are short, you are still short. Yeah, yeah, I won't go there. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> but you remain the same person. They see you outward, they see the same person, but inward you are totally changed, and your words are different. 
because you found favor in the sight of God. You are in Christ. You are a new person. And this new person has favor for life with God. And God will bless you. God will bless you. Psalm 5 verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless what? The righteous. We already heard from the word of God that we are the righteousness of God. If anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, according to scripture. For he made him, verse 21, for God made him who knew no sin to be seen for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. How many righteous people do we have this morning? Can I see a show of hand? If your hand is down, Satan is walking. <laughs> he says, you're not good enough. How do you think God loves you? You did this and you did that, you did that, you did. He says, when you came, what did he do? He declared you not guilty. You're free. And when you're not guilty before God, you have found great favor in his sight. And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You have found great favor in his sight. And he will continue to walk with you through life. No matter what you go through. Favor doesn't come to you. I mean, favor comes to meet you wherever you are. Mary, Joseph, Elizabeth, in different places. Favor will find you wherever you are. And God's favor stays with you through life. Through life. For you, O Lord, God has made you righteous because Christ died in your place so your sins are forgiven. And the Bible tells us in 1 John verse 9, chapter 1 verse 9, he says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you are cleansed by God from all unrighteousness, are you still unrighteous? Are you still unrighteous? It cleanses you from all unrighteousness, not some of your unrighteousness, all of unrighteousness. And so now, if your sins have been cleansed and God has made cleansed all of them, you are righteous. Why don't you declare, I am righteous? Because that's the truth. That's the favor of God. You are righteous before God and God will take care of you through life. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. God has crowned you with tender mercies and you can go with that. Amen? This is really important. He says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. I mean, it's right. God will bless you. If not, tear that page out of your scripture. Tear that page from your Bible. God will bless who? He has no choice. He's already declared it. God is not a man. He says, if I speak, I'll do it. If I've spoken, I will fulfill it. God said in this scripture, he will bless you. Why don't you declare that you are blessed? You see, God changed the name of Abraham. I mean, his name was Abraham, and God changed it to Abraham, father of many nations. He went around telling everybody, my name is father of every nation. He declared what God had spoken to him. Now you have a scripture here that says God will bless the righteous. So do you believe that? And if you believe it, why don't you declare it? My family is blessed. My family is blessed. God says he will bless the righteous. My family is blessed. 
God will take care of everything. There may be low times in your life, but God is still there. The favor is still there. You can, if you do what God says, and you believe it, and you confess it, the favor is still there. The favor doesn't go away. You know why? God and his word are one and the same. And if you believe God's word, and you they say, do you believe this scripture? Yes. You believe it, God's there with you. According to the scripture. Many times we say, well, God is with us because we have to feel. <laughs> it has nothing to do with feelings. God has already declared it, and you have to believe it. God will bless the righteous, and guess what? With favor. With God's favor, you will surround him as with a shield. So guess what's surrounding you this morning? Guess what's surrounding you this morning? What do you have? What do you have? It says, God will bless the righteous with favor. You are surrounded with favor. You are surrounded with favor. It's so important. No matter where you are, remember this. God cannot lie. No matter what situation you are in, God cannot lie. His word remains the same. Even if you don't understand and it seems God is delaying, whatever it is, God's not answering. That's the devil. But when, when you pray, Jesus says when you pray, he hears it. Amen? When you pray, he hears what's going on. And he knows what's going on in your life. He knows everything that's happening. And he loves you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This way his words. So when you are down, he saw what happened. He's with you. And he's going to deal with the problem and take care of it. Amen? He will. He will. He surrounds you with favor as a shield. I'm going to start this scripture here. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news or good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the, and the opening of prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And, to, and the day of the vengeance of our God to confront, I mean to comfort all who, are, who mourn. That's Old Testament. But see what happened. Listen. In Luke chapter uh, 4, what had happened, think about it. Jesus, first of all, after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness. Just like Moses did. He went into the wilderness and fasted for how many years? Forty years. Oh, I mean, I'm talking about uh, Jesus, 40 days, sorry. You're right. <laughs> he fasted for how many days? 40 days. That was a big mistake. <laughs> 40 years, uh, he wouldn't be alive. <laughs> he fasted for 40 days. How many years were they in the wilderness? 40 years. Did Moses enter the promised land? He failed. He failed. Every year, one day. But Jesus never failed. He came right from the temptation to begin to speak to the people. So, favor was with him. Even in the wilderness. 
even through the temptation. Favor was with him. Because God is the embodiment of favor. And if, if, you, if you have received the Spirit of God, guess who is in you? Guess who is in you? God is in you. You don't realize it. But if you, if you receive the Holy Spirit, guess who is in you? God himself. God and Jesus are the same person, right? He's there with you. But then, it doesn't matter where you are, favor is always with you. I want to let you know that today. Favor is always with you. No matter where you are, favor, because God, you have become a child of God, so the favor of God is still on your life, no matter where you are, whether you are in fasting, and or something's happening to you, or temptations coming to you, or you are failed, the favor doesn't leave. Because God has given you favor. You found favor in his sight. And he's unpicked you to, for himself. And Paul himself says, I don't understand it. God picks those that he wants. And if he's picked you, uh, stay with it. It's always life. And tell yourself, I'm a child of God. It's going to be well with me. No matter what. They'll like you. They'll promote you. Amen. They'll give you a better job. Your family will be alright. Don't fret. Believe in the scriptures. Believe that you have favor. And the favor goes down to your children. As we sang this morning, and to their children, and to their children, and to their children, according to the word of God, God stays with your family. Notice after God chose Abraham, he stayed with Abraham for many thousands of years. He stayed with them. He stayed with them. And he still brought them back to himself. He stayed with them. But see something here. The scripture ended with, and the days of vengeance of our God. You see that? The day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. It seems like God's going to really knock off some people. The day of vengeance of our God, right? And then he knocks them up and then he comforts them. I don't know. I don't understand that scripture. But listen. In Luke chapter 4, verse 12 through 13, it says, And Jesus answered and said to him, that's the temptation, it has been said, I'm reading from the New King James, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the opportune time. So, listen, even though you have favor with God and Satan troubles you, he leaves you for a while, he's coming back. But that's nothing to be afraid of. Jesus knew he was coming back. So Jesus went through that. When he came to Nazareth, where he had brought where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He does. I see Christians for maybe for COVID, everything is open. They still stay home, they don't come to church. Where God says, God has already said in his word, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And they don't realize that when God gives a commandment and you don't do it, it's sin. Hello? It's sin. You got to listen to what God has said, not what COVID is saying. It says, when he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. So you got a scroll. Given big, big scroll. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. Deliberate. The spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the, of the Lord's favor. Notice, and he rolled up the scroll, he didn't read the rest of it. He didn't read the vengeance. He stopped at where? Favor. That's important. He stopped at favor and he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat, and sat down. He says, the eyes of all in the synagogue were, were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today, this scripture of favor. He ended with favor, no vengeance. He ended with favor. He left the rest of it off because that's not for us. What we have is release favor upon our lives. That's where he stopped. And then he sat down and he began to tell them, Today, it was today. Today is today, right? It's not, you know, two years ago, today. This scripture of favor is upon your life. Jesus said, this scripture has been fulfilled. Now you carry favor upon your life. Every single day of your life is called today. Amen? Every single day of your life is called what? Today. If I ask you today, ah, yes, today is today. You can change that. Jesus said, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes today. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. I know you can because God has put in you the power to believe. Through the scriptures, you can believe God today. And God is ready to work with you. God doesn't have favorites, one bigger than the other. If he's chosen Moses, he's chosen you for this day. You are like Moses now. Amen? They had favor with God. But with Jesus, it's even greater. So we have greater favor in our lives. So don't be concerned about what's going on in your life if you're a Christian. Focus on God. That's the only thing to do. If you are anxious, you don't believe God. Because it says, be anxious for what? Nothing. You know why he says that? Hey, I'm going to take care of it. That's what he's saying. You know why? You found favor. You found favor. No matter what's going on. If, if you are working in a place and they've decided to fire you for whatever reason, don't be concerned about it. What are we going to do now? How are my children going to eat? And all of that. Don't go there. You got favor. You know why? God's kicking you from that place because if he doesn't kick you out of the place, you will stay where you are, but he has something better for you. So he planned it to kick you out and you're crying, oh no, no, you don't want it. But later you find out, I think Tim has told me something about that, about the blessings of God. They kicked him out, but he had no fear and God's blessed him where he can be free. But if he wasn't kicked out from that place, he would stay where he was, going all over the place. But that's what God does. No matter what's going on. Even if it's your children. We talked about God taking care of your children. If they're still alive, there's still hope. You just pray and tell God, you said in your word, you will bless me and my children and their children. 
and stay with that favor upon your life. Everyone that I'm looking at now is carrying favor. There is a crown upon your head as you go out. Nobody can see it, but guess what you got on your head? You are carrying favor, a crown of favor from God. And if you believe it, that's what's going to come to you. Because that's the truth. You got to believe it. Amen? And I know you believe it. You know why? If you can believe to be saved, there is nothing you can believe. Amen? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many believe what I'm talking about this morning? If you believe it, you have it. You have it. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. And know that God is with you. No matter what's going on in your life, whether your children are acting crazy and you want to discipline them, uh, do what you can. Let God discipline them. But believe in your heart. They will become good children. Speak good things over your children. Speak favor over them. When When they do wrong, Don't tell them you're going to amount to nothing in life. No, tell them you're going to be great. Mm -hmm. You're going to be great in your life. And the son looks at you like, huh? But you're doing what God said. Amen? You bless them. You see, in the Old Testament, before Jacob passed away, guess what he did? He blessed all his children. He blessed them called all of them and started blessing them. And every word he spoke on them. You would think he would pray that Joseph would be the one through whom Christ will come. But when he prayed for Judah, it was clear. He spoke to Judah. You, you will, like lions, you will bring Shiloh. That Jesus He knew his prayer and God fulfilled everything a man spoke. Is he the same God? Well, will he fulfill what you speak? Yes. So always confess these scriptures to yourself. I have favor with God. You can't pay your bills. God's going to pay my bills. He said, don't be anxious. You can't pay your car notes. God's going to help me. And God will. Because he is a good God. And you have found favor in his sight. Close your eyes this morning. And bow your heads. And those of you watching on television. I'm speaking to you also. God wants you. To receive him. As your Lord and Savior. And through that. You will find favor with God. No matter where you are. It has nothing to do where it, about the place where you live. It has to do with the favor of God. If you will bring Christ into your life, things will change for you. I don't care where you live. God will take you out and bless you and make you an example. If you will pray with me, then those of you watching the television program in Nigeria, if you will pray with me this morning to receive Christ, things will change in your life. And those of you here, the Ark Fellowship, you haven't received Christ. All you have to do, first, raise your hand and acknowledge, yes, I want Jesus in my life. And then say your prayer. And God will do great things in your life. Amen? How many of you here today want to receive Christ? All heads bowed, eyes closed. If you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior today, you don't know him. I just want to see at the count of three, just raise your hand quickly. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Okay. Praise the Lord. Everyone here is a believer, and I'm grateful. And everyone carries the favor of God. Amen. Uh, our prayer partners, would you come out, please? Sometimes we have needs, things going on in our lives. And uh, we need somebody to agree with us in prayer. And God will answer the prayer. I will declare this morning, if you have a need in your life, and you pray with these prayer partners, God's going to answer that prayer. So, 
If you have a need, please come up. Whatever it is. And pray with these people. Sometimes we are very concerned about what people think. Forget all about that. It's what Jesus wants in your life. Amen. And if you do that, God will answer your prayer. Sometimes we hold back when there is Jesus ready to make something, make a change in your life because we are concerned about people. Thank God. By the grace of God, I don't care what people think. I have nothing to prove to anybody. All I want to do is please my master. Amen. So please let somebody agree with you. Amen. appreciate you all coming out to, to pray. It's very important. I've seen things change here. I've actually seen legs grow out here. Uh, where's Pastor Michael? You saw that. 